This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. One of the things like, that we like to do is provide resources to the community of writers who, you know, cross our paths. We have um, quite a social media presence, and so we've teamed up with agents this fall to give you some of the inside scoop onto all things publishing and submitting, et cetera. So today we're talking with Joyce Sweeney from the Seymour Agency. Welcome, Joyce. It's so nice to be here. So tell us, let's get started. Tell us what, um, what was your desire to go into agenting? Tell us about the journey to where you are today. Okay, it did not come as a desire. Uh, it was sprung on me. Um, I, was having, <laughs> I was having lunch with my, my agent, who's the president of the Seymour Agency. And um, we were talking about my day job, which at that time was, uh, I was a developmental editor and a, sort of a teacher and mentor to writers. And um, I was late on a deadline. And she said, what do you do? What is your job? Why is it getting in my way? <laughs> and so I was explaining my job to her. And then we went on and talked about other things. Uh, but at the very end of lunch, and she's so fun this way. She's like a magician. She pulls things out of her sleeves all the time. And um, she said, you know, I think you would be great at the agency. And I so misunderstood her that I was like, I'm with the agency, right? <laughs> I'm your client. She's talking about the she other side, her. yeah. Right, you met as an agent. So it took me a minute to even, you know, and I, I threw out a couple of questions, like, like off the top of my head, like how many clients do I have to have, how much travel, blah, blah, blah. And she kept saying, whatever you want, whatever you want, however you want to do it. She's so smart. So, <laughs> so she went off to the restroom. My husband came to pick me up and I said, I just got over a job. And my husband, this going to tell you everything about my husband. He goes, take it. <laughs> so I did um, because honestly, my heart lit up. I've been a mentor to writers my whole career. That's the thing I do. Like I have 65 people that I got to traditional contracts all by myself, just not all by myself at all, but without the assistance of being an agent. Um, so I love that moment. I love that moment when somebody new gets published and their dream comes true and all that. And here's the chance to do it with the power to go to directly to editors and pitch clients. So the minute I thought about being able to do that, it was just like the rainbows came down, the doves released. And so I, so I just jumped into it, not really understanding it at all. And I've spent this whole year learning how to do it and um, have loved every minute of it. I love waking up in the morning knowing I'm going to go here to my desk and agent. It's like the most fun thing I've ever found. Almost as good as writing. Oh, as as awesome. And you know, one of my favorite things um, for those of you tuning in, oh, hold on, someone else is trying to get in. Um, one of my favorite things that I'm learning through this series myself is the diversity and the variety that an agent has in their job. So you know, for example, this morning, I know you had another interview before this interview, but yesterday, maybe you were reading submissions and the day before, maybe you were looking over contracts. So there's a lot of variety. So it's not that every day you're doing the same thing. So I think that's what makes your job look very exciting to me. But Joyce, since you are you, this is, you said, your first year. Let's talk about what do you believe makes a successful author? So you've worked with different clients um, and as a developmental editor as well. 
what are some of those bullet points? Like if you were to create a job description for a successful author, what are some of those bullet points you think that they would um, need? Okay, well, that's a good question because I spent the whole year trying to pick those people. Exactly. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm thinking. Like that. So I, I would say one of the things I look for is um, an optimism. This, this just came up in another different Twitter thing that I was doing. Um, I'm an optimist. And so I, I work best with people who are not tremendously negative, which isn't to say that all writers are anxious, scared, uh, negative about themselves at times. I am too. But there's just that sort of hope and that willingness to jump. If there's a chance to jump, they will jump. And um, so the people I'm attracted to tend to have a personality like mine. They tend to be communicative like I am so that I know that we can always talk. We can always work it out. We can always negotiate whatever it is. Um, and then I really, what I'm looking for is careers. I'm looking for a person who seems like they have a career in them. So it isn't just they have a fly-by-night project. It might be the thing of the moment. It, it's really like, can I work for 10 years with this person and learn everything they want to do and, and work with everything they want to create? And, and will they have the endurance and the resilience if we have a terrible year? Will they work it through with me? And all of that. So I'm really looking at who can I play the long game? It's almost like marriage. Who can I go the distance with? Who can I go through the hard times with? Um, so I, I think I've been really lucky. I've got a big list for the first year. I've got 22 people on my list, which is a lot for first year. Wow. Everyone tells me, wow. but that's because you know, I spent years working with writers. So I know, I know right away if somebody's ready or if they're not ready, that, that I don't have a problem with. Well, you know, and some a, were friends. Well, I was going to say, um, as a publisher, I can piggyback on that and tell you that when we bring on authors and their manuscripts, we find that those who look at their career as a small business versus a hobby do much better because publish writing is a hobby but really actually publishing and wanting to do well in publishing is not a hobby it is a small business and when you said the people who have the willingness to jump we had an author who she had that willingness to jump immediately started a podcast has done really well with that with all the networking and she had never known about podcasting but she had that that willingness to to try so, you don't have to have the experience but if you see an opportunity you should run toward it like i'm like that and i i expect my clients to be willing to be like that and it isn't that they have to have great knowledge it's like you know twitter confuses everyone i think <laughs> but they, okay, have the willing, they have the willingness to google it right yeah and 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 just try you know i'm a very trial and error kind of person so i i'm like let's just try you know and even with their writing if i say gosh it seems like you would be so funny if you did a funny picture book will you try that for me you know and i i, I want to hear back sure and let me come back and tell you how it went you know so i i definitely there's a willing spirit and an eagerness or an excitement about there may be a great opportunity here. Let's go for it. Let's like explore it and make it happen. So very cool. Very cool. So with your 22 clients, um, as everyone's working and processing, um, and people maybe are signing, what does that relationship look like? Um, you know, we talked about before, right? We talked about the relationship before. Tell me a little bit about the relationship during, um, well, I guess you kind of did that as well as saying, you know, you might ask them to do things that are outside of their comfort zone. Um, let's go after. What does the relationship look like after you have gotten that author a deal 
and now they're in the process of working with the publisher? I think after, it, there's a lot of responsibility on me to help them understand the process that they're going through because expectations might be both too negative or too positive. It might be, I've got an agent, now a sale will come within days. Or it could be, nothing good ever happens for me, I'm an author, and <laughs> you know, I'm a writer. I know that we all go to the negative. We, it's unfortunate, but we, we, do, we worry about ourselves all the time that we're not good enough. So there could also be somebody thinking, you know, it's been two weeks and she didn't make a sale, it's probably me. So it's important for me, I think, to communicate and I create lots of ways. We have a private Facebook club for me and my clients where we can talk all together so that we have a family feeling and people are talking about their problems or showing off their artwork or anything they want to do to just, you know, feel good about themselves. And we've had a party already. We had a Zoom party. So I try to make a community so that they don't feel like they're out alone waiting for the agent to call them and tell them, you know, I, I, I don't like an agent who would only call you when there's a deal. Mm. You know, there's, there's a lot going on all the time. And I think they need to know it as much as I do. If something is pulling rejections, I think it's okay to tell them as long as I'm explaining why I think it's happening and what we're going to do next if this trend continues, you know, so that they're participating with me. I don't think it should just be, I will come in once a year and deliver the news of how you're doing. I think it should be process oriented. Certainly if great things are happening, if people are getting huge amounts of requests, of course, I'm, I'm emailing them that minute to tell them there's a lot of excitement about your project. But even if it's going negative, I, I think it's my duty to say, I think this is about, for example, this year with COVID, in a lot of the publishing houses, there's, a, there's cutting back, there's nervousness about sales. Sales and marketing becomes more powerful even than it was before against the, the editorial side. Um, and nobody wanted to get bummed out. And, and so there were certain kind of picture books that might be adored in any normal time, a picture book about someone getting sick. And this may be wrong. And it doesn't make any sense because the, the lag time in publishing anyway, nothing's gonna come out this year that we sell this year. But there was, I could feel the feeling coming back from a lot of editors, please don't bum me out. I'm already yeah. depressed, I'm working at home. <laughs> Just send me something funny. Yeah, and so, right. you know, having we had to, to roll with it. Having to be flexible this year, having to pivot. Yes. But going back to that community, I love that you did that for your clients. And here's the deal, as a publisher, I'm seeing more and more authors when they do get signed and maybe they're a debut group, um, it's their debut book. They're putting together these groups of other authors, you know, like uh, Debut 2020, one of our authors was a part of, where they review each other's books, they promote each other's books. So I can ultimately see your community really supporting each other, being each other's fans. They do, and they retweet each other, and they do all those things, you know, that your family and friends are supposed to be doing. And I also would say that I, I want to brag on the Seymour Agency. We do that for each other and for each other's clients. This is the most collegial agency I have ever seen, where we share clients sometimes, like we partner for a client, or we promote each other's books that are coming out. Um, I have never seen that before. It's, in other agencies, I think it's sometimes competitive. I don't want to tell everybody what I'm doing. So I really love that too. So there's, I really have two communities all feeding each other and making an author feel like they're, they're not alone. And I think that's huge because I got originally published many, many years ago. And in those days, it was such a vacuum. There was 
there was no internet. I don't want to say how old I am, but there was no internet. So I was just all alone in a house wondering what has happened to me? What has become of me? You know, I'm a published author, but I don't even know what to make of that. So it's so much better now when everybody understands a lot about the industry and, and writers do partner and lift each other up. That to me is beautiful. So great that trend. That is fantastic. And um, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are right here in the um, Zoom call, if you have questions, please put them in the chat box as we wrap up our interview with Joyce. This is fantastic, Joyce. You do not have to date yourself and tell us anything about when you were published. You can just <laughs> glaze over all of that. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll just draw <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have one final question. Um, do you... The, the fact that a client comes to you and they have a social media presence or they have created an author brand and they're building that brand, does that um, entice your feelings about signing them on with you? Um, what, what would be the word I'm looking for? Is it something that attracts you to them a little bit more? Can you tell me how your thoughts are on that? Well, of course, it's a bonus if they know how to promote themselves or they've found, already found ways that are, and I think everyone promotes themselves in the ways they're really comfortable. You know, some people are bloggers by nature. Some people are good at giving interviews. Some people are just great at school visits, but not so much out in the public eye. And I think authors need to know who they are, because if you're not joyous when you're promoting yourself, it shows. It really shows, and you get a bad product. So... So I'm not picky about how you do it, but everyone should have a sense of how they might do it or what they would like to do. If somebody happens to come to me with a great platform, that's just a that's just gravy. That's on top of me wanting the project and the person. Oh, you know, it's the gravy. I love that in there. <laughs> it's the gravy on top. It's not the potatoes. Yeah. It's not. It's not. People query me sometimes leading with the platform. And then, oh, and by the way, I wrote something. And that, that's a turnoff. It's like, I'm not buying a platform. I'm not interested in that. I, it's great if you, if you built one. Fabulous. Or if you think you know how to build one in the future. But I, I want the person. I want the project. I want the long-term career. And then we worry about the platform. And the publisher, of course, will partner with all of us to help create that platform together, too. So that's all. It's an expanding world. Yeah. I think as a publisher, we have been encouraging people to, as you're writing, start listening to podcasts, start learning about branding and just trying to find what is your purpose, what is your passion? Because once you figure that out, that whole authenticity when you're speaking to others comes out. Um, so it's definitely not something we look for, but if the person is doing it correctly, it's um, enticing for sure. So a big help, isn't it? <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Thank you so much, Joyce, for joining us today. Joyce Sweeney from the Seymour Agency. Thank you for your time. Cardinal Rule Press offers a variety of support to authors, booksellers, librarians, and families. Find out more at cardinalrulepress.com.